0: Hey there Minnow Tankers. I'm Ken, the founder of Minotank. The Minotank podcast interviews tech startup founders and the investors that fund them. This episode of the Minotank podcast is brought to you by Minotank. Whether you're an investor looking for new investment opportunities, a founder looking to pitch your tech startup, or a Minotanker looking to stay up to date with growing tech startups, you can join our community of entrepreneurs at minotank.com. All right, Minotankers, here's the show. Hey there Minnow this is Ken, founder of Minnow and today I have Sona Shah, co-founder and CEO of Neopenda. One more thing before I let you speak, I want to just reference the fact that on Republic.co, an equity crowdfunding platform, you guys have exceeded your expected raise by more than 500%. Welcome Sona Shah to the Minnow podcast.
1: Thanks very much for having me
0: introduction i know that was it was quite long um uh, but soda i just before this podcast and a little bit previously i watched the video on your website and what you're doing is truly amazing but i'd rather hear it from you so your know, first question for you can you tell us who you are and what is neopenda
1: yeah absolutely so neopenda is a medical device company for emerging markets um, and over the past several years my co-founder Teresa and I have spent quite a bit of time in resource-constrained hospitals, particularly in emerging markets. And when we walk into these hospital wards, it still astonishes us that even today, very few of the wards have functioning medical devices. Now, Tess and I are both biomedical engineers, and so when we see this, we see a significant opportunity um, and uh, a significant opportunity to really help improve the these outcomes for patients. So. Naturally, without any medical devices, these patients suffer most from the strain and the, the lack of equipment, and we've we spent a lot of time in newborn wards in particular and have found just that there are so many critically ill babies and not enough nurses to help care for them. So, when newborns are in trouble, then nobody knows, and then babies end up dying from preventable causes. I've literally been in wards where there has been a newborn right in front of me and i didn't know that she died until hours after she actually died um so after so many instances like that we decided to create appenda to create appropriately designed medical technologies that meet the unique constraints of these emerging markets where 85 percent of the world's population actually lives sona no, you
0: just gave me a bit of a shock there uh because just sounded really painful to have experienced that, but also it's powerful to be changing that. And I think you already answered question number two, what your, your problem solve, uh, the specific problem that you solve in helping these infants in these um, you know, lower access to medical care and medical devices, um, places. So let me go ahead and go to uh, question number three and hopefully a little bit more positive note. Uh, how did you become an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, so I I didn't know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, I had always kind of had this inkling. my dad has an amazing company that he started when my sister was born, even before me. Um, So I've always just grown up with that mentality, but didn't quite know what that meant. I worked as a teacher in Kenya. I spent some time in R&D at Eli Lilly and Company and realized that I wanted to devote the rest of my career to figuring out how to combine engineering, healthcare, and international development. And um, so I did go back to graduate school to get my master's in biomedical engineering and figure out what to do with all of this stuff. and, and realized in my second semester I took a course, a biodesign course with Teresa. And together we started thinking about why is newborn mortality so much higher in low resource settings than here in the US. And um one thing led to another. We got some funding from the university and traveled out to Uzanda to do kind of a needs assessment across multiple hospitals and realized from there that there was too big of an opportunity to combine sustainability and profitability with uh, impact. And so we walked away from that trip knowing that we had to devote our time to Neopenda and really becoming entrepreneurs then.
0: I'll tell you, you Sona, the first thing I saw in my mind whenever I saw the video and watched a little bit more about Neopenda, the first thing I thought of was the Gates Foundation or some large organizations that want to have high impact on children or, you know, you know, like Michelle Obama's association where it helps women and young girls around the world. That's specifically focused on education, but I can just see so many different organizations getting behind the concept, the mission, who your team is, Um, it's amazing. So my next question for you is as an entrepreneur, obviously you have a really powerful guiding mission, but we know hardware is hard, tech is hard. You know, you're doing not only hardware and software, but you're also deploying this in a low resource area, so it's extremely hard to keep these things rolling. So, you know, because a lot of people who listen to the Minotank podcast are investors and startup founders themselves. I wanted to learn, what is your guiding principle that gets you up in the morning and keeps you excited and motivated when you hit those walls and you struggle at Neopenda?
1: Yeah, there's certainly several. I, I think one of the biggest things that we are proving with Neopenda is that sustainability and impacts do go hand in hand. So for us, the more devices that we can sell, the more profitable we are as a company, and the more impact that we can have on patient outcomes. Um, so impact is really embedded into the core of what we're doing, but certainly we are a for-profit company and see the scalability and growth of our company as entirely dependent on that. So I think that's really the guiding principle that keeps us going: is is kind of disrupting that space and proving that model out. Um, and of course, the impact side of things certainly has. A strong pull for us Uh, when we every time we go back to Uganda and see the babies that are in trouble that we're trying to help that is inspiration for us it gets it puts a fire under us to really make sure that we are getting our technology to the patients that need it most
0: right I couldn't agree more Um, so my next question for you is have you ever raised capital and why did you decide to do that
1: yeah so naturally as a med tech company we need capital to get going Um we were fortunate in our early days to really focus on uh, non-dilutive sources of, of capital so grants competitions prizes um, and with a lot of that we were able to raise nearly five hundred thousand dollars just from non-dilutive sources Um we recently have transitioned into more investments uh, as well and raising capital and a lot of the reason for that is because investments come with strategic expertise um, it comes with the business acumen of really how to transition from where we are today to a very scalable and um, high growth company, so that's why we have transitioned to the investor realm um we are still of course seeking non dilutive grants to help supplement where necessary. Most recently, we got a prize from new UN for the She innovates award, so we're really excited about that and then, as you mentioned earlier, that's oh thank you, <laughs> thank you um and as you mentioned earlier we are doing the crowdfunding equity campaign on republic that was intended to help raise awareness about what we're doing but we are very excited with the traction that we're seeing on it um, and continue to to keep it open for that um and then the of course we do have a separate round to fill the gaps
0: and that leads into our next question soda because it's amazing you found all these non-delivered resources and then you found strategic partners through the dilutive aspects, the parts you actually share a piece of the company with. But how did you connect with your investors? How did you find those investors and evangelize them to fund and believe in what you were accomplishing with Neopenda?
1: Yeah, I think what we are doing touches on a number of different areas that people are interested in. Um, they, more and more investors are seeing the opportunity in emerging markets um, because they are largely untapped we are seeing that people are really inspired by technology um or software enabled by technology or hardware uh so there are some, several different areas that we can tap into our current investors have been primarily relationship based um so we have been able to reach out to our investors right now that uh, we were introduced either through someone else or developed relationships we did get investment recently from Techstar Chicago and just finished the program here. Um, so we're really excited about that as we transition into a larger round.
0: Awesome. So the next question is kind of fun because especially when you raise capital oftentimes, and, and with MedSec it might be a little bit different when you're creating hardware, but when it's specifically software companies, the first thing you do usually after raising capital is you say, all right, we're hiring. So my next question okay. for you is, are you hiring? And how do you acquire talent for your startup?
1: Yeah, it's a great question and something that we think about fairly often because so much of our operations happen in emerging markets. uh, But of course, there are so many resources and reasons why the co-founders are based here in Chicago. And so several different ways that we think about it. The, The first two people that we brought on were actually in Uganda. So we wanted local Ugandans to understand that context to be able to really continue to get feedback from our users on on the design of our product and iteratively create it with and for our users. Um, and then on the business side, really make sure that we're developing our customer pipeline I, as we prepare for going to market.
0: I was just saying not just to talk about it, but also to be about it, right? But it's, it's one thing to have an American HQ and try to participate in other countries, but having boots on the ground, understanding the realistic impact You know that that feedback loop and closing that feedback loop is paramount to success especially in a hardware company Um, And obviously not just hardware you're also software but i couldn't agree more
1: yeah absolutely and i think that was one thing that we realized very early on so that talent was something that we sourced locally we went through referrals from our current collaborators and partners just to make sure that we're finding the right fit for the company and we are so excited to have both Dorothy and Michael on our team um, as we go forward, of course, we need to grow the team even further, so over the next year as we prepare for commercialization, we're growing our sales team, we're growing our engineering team, um, and it will be a mix of people more locally and uh, abroad in the countries that we intend to commercialize in.
0: Awesome, and congratulations for expanding your team. Chicago will happily welcome that. Uh, now, my next <laughs> question for you is more on a personal basis. So. You, know, you have an interesting story. You didn't start off as a founder. You know, you were an educator, and then you went back to school for biomed. So, talk to me about advice you can give to someone who might be in your shoes, maybe previously, where you see a big problem or they're just in the beginning of starting a company, but what advice can you give to another founder about how to be successful as a as a startup founder?
1: Uh, several pieces of advice that certainly I've gotten from many others as well but I think the biggest one that I can say is solve a problem that's actually worth solving uh, I think this is especially true when you come out of academia that you come up with all this interesting tech and then find a the problem that it could be helping solve but that's very contrary to actually creating something that is appropriate and necessary Um so Find a problem that's worth solving. Um, market, of course, is extremely important and you need to be thinking about it, but there, are, if it's a problem, you will find a way to to make your way through it. Um, and in that journey, don't do it alone. Uh, it's a very strenuous process and I think it requires having friends who are going through their own startup process and you can commiserate and celebrate together through the, the daily grind of things, but then also your friends and family who support you and have nothing to do with your startup because sometimes it is nice to get uh, outside of the the daily work um, workload of a startup. So those are my two pieces of advice, but uh, always happy to share more.
0: So Soda, I was actually featured on the uh, Business Blast podcast this morning. The episode comes out a little bit later, and I said the exact same thing you did about how to be a successful founder, which is community. Uh and not just other founders, but also to find support for your emotional side. Get people who understand mm-hmm. your business and can celebrate with you, but also people who don't understand your business and it doesn't matter. They're here to celebrate Sona. And they're here to, you know, right. be here for you and spend time with you, which is your emotional side, because you still are a human when you build these things. Um that's phenomenal Absolutely. advice. Well, Sona, thank you very much. Let me ask you our very last question. Um because Minotank is built up of a community of startups, um, startup founders, investors, and those that love them how can people find you online, whether you know maybe they might wanna come work for you or maybe they wanna think about you and a potential future investment or just wanna to get to know you more. How can someone find you online?
1: Yeah, uh, several different ways. So neapenda.com has a lot of really great information on it. There's also a way to contact us directly from that or you can email info at neopenda.com. And um, our Republic campaign is still live and active. And so if you'd like to learn more about the company or the business, they're there's a lot of great information there. Uh, and of course, always happy to answer any questions that you ha- have about that. And I'm always available for coffee or a meeting. I'm always interested in learning about what others are doing or is there a ways to collaborate. So thank you again for having me.
0: Soda, no, you're extremely inspiring. Uh, and I think what Neopenda is doing is a worthwhile problem to solve. And as I said before we started the podcast, I got chills when I watched your video and I think other people will too to understand exactly what you're accomplishing. So, Sona Shah, co-founder and CEO of Neopenda. Uh, check out their republic.co campaign by searching for Neopenda. They've accomplished more than 500% of their original goal. You can own a piece of the company by contributing there. Sona, thank you very much for joining us on the Minnow Tank
1: Podcast. Thank you.
0: Hey there, Minnow Tankers. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Minnow Tank Podcast. Want to ask a question to one of our featured investors or tech founders? Use the Anchor.fm app to record your question and send it in to the Minnow podcast to be featured next episode. Make sure to record your name, where you're calling in from, and your question. And make sure to subscribe to the Minnow podcast for more awesome interviews with tech founders and the investors who fund them. Again, I'm Ken Barton, founder of Minotank, and I'll see you next time, y'all.